But tell me, just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Welcome to another shit show on the Biker's Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Dirty and Tank. Percocet, Percocet, Percocet. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to start a show with Percocet. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I'm fine, man. Dude, we're sitting here with fucking Joey out in California with uh, the biggest fucking bong I've seen anybody smoke since high school. What's going on, Joey? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. Just fucking working, wrenching, riding. Right on, man. I just, dude, I just got out of the garage myself and fucking wiring up my fucking handlebars. There's one thing I hate more than anything in life. It's putting fucking wires through fucking handlebars. I fucking, I hate it so much. Especially if there was, fucking bagger ape hangers. They all suck to get through the past the corner. Yep, yep, dude. If if there was a fucking company that came with pre-wired bars, fuck. They'd make millions of fucking dollars. Millions of fucking dollars. To drill a little hole in the corner so you can fish it with the pick. Oh, my God. Dude. Fucking where, awesome. where was he four hours ago, huh, brother? No, right? Well, no. it's Well, I'm not doing that. Come on. It's, yeah. You know. <laughs> then, then it shows that you cheated. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't. You can't. You know, when people fucking ask you, did you wire those? Yeah, I did it myself. Took me like 10 minutes. No big deal. Fucking whatever, dude. It you took me all fucking day. Oh. Right on. So, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take your hit, man. Show up. <laughs> show up. Go ahead. Hey, man. So, so uh, you uh, you found our show. You found the the podcast. You saw Dirty put the thing out there for uh, to come on Zoom and and tell your deal. And so you, uh, you're you the first one. So here you are, brother. What's going on? Much. What's, what's your deal? <laughs> no, I'm going to ask a question real quick. So, uh American uh, American Fab Works is that your shop? I don't have a shop. That's more like my side work deal. I work for a big parts manufacturer called Imes Elite. Oh no! Shit. So we manufacture all. I do all the 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 exhausts. All of our exhausts are handmade from beginning to end. I machine all the cones, everything. Uh, all the other production fab parts that we have, like our crash bars and everything, we have a team. There's like five of us back there that make everything by hand. So. Nice, dude. No, I noticed you guys got like a uh, club bars or whatever, or club or what do you call those? T bars with the yeah, T bars. We have like our own style T bars. Oh, nice, dude. I I almost put T bars on my rogue Ro king, but I kind of ended up going with eights just because I was too chicken shit to put fucking you know the T bar thing on there because I didn't know how it would look. You want to be a lion? It's kind of a pain in the ass too having to drill the holes in the nacelle for your T bars and. Dude, I, yeah, but there's a. There's a guy running around uh, our area, and he's got a Road King, a new, a newer one, and it's got fucking uh, the T-bars. I'm like, dude, that actually looks pretty fucking good. I kind of wish I would have went with those, but you live, you learn. Oh, well. So uh, do you do all the TIG welding there? Or? Uh, we actually have – there's all, all four of us that work in the fab shop all know how to TIG weld. We have two primary production guys 
the exhausts are just kind of like my baby. So that's the only one that those are all fully purge welded and everything. So that's me from beginning to end. That's like the only one that I get to hold on to because most of the time I'm kind of running like the backside of the shop. So I'm doing like production schedule. I'm ordering materials. So I don't always get time to sit in the chair. The, the exhaust like my one, my little baby. Dude, everybody's day. It's that two and that one exhaust, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, dude, I saw that fucking, it looks real fucking sharp. Yeah, fucking. it's a stepped pipe. So it goes from the inch and five eighths at the head to two inch all the way out. So, and then it goes to two and a half as it goes through the muffler. So. Nice. Is that got a, is that got any kind of packing or is it just a baffle? No, I don't do any packing in it. It's just a, a stainless um, perf that I slip roll and seam weld and it's got no packing in it. It's basically just like a straight race muffler. It's more of a expansion chamber than an actual muffler. Well, I can, Hey, I appreciate that. There's nothing inside my pipe except air. Uh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> well, you know, loud pipes get pussy. I don't know what to say, man. It, it works every time. So <laughs> dude, I was, dude, I was creeping on that page, man. Looked like you were doing like a, like a, like a turbo kit on a fucking, uh, like an old fucking Ford or something like that. Yeah. That was the shop that I was at before I went full time where I'm at now doing hot rod stuff. So I was doing all intake and exhaust work, all the plumbing, uh, doing new tanks on radiators, pretty much everything one off that we could do starting to move a little bit into sheet metal, but that's not really my thing. I've done a little bit of food grade stainless stuff. So I, I have like experience with the sheet metal and controlling warping, but it's never, that's not my thing. I'm not a body guy. No, no. That, if there's one thing other than wiring handlebars, I hate it's doing body work. <laughs> Trying to align, get all the gaps aligned. And yeah, that's not my deal. It drives me insane. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude. I kind of come from the car world and yeah, just like trying to hang a panel and then you move, you move the panel this way to get the gap this and then this gap's all fucked up. And that, yeah, it's yeah. Fuck that. You move everything just a hair. You can't make one big movement. <laughs> no, no. And if you go just a little too fucking hot and that fucking panel warps, now you're fucked. Now you got to fucking, yeah, there, there's two fucking days of fucking dicking around. Trying to hammer it out and stretch it back out. Cause now it's all shrunk in in one spot. Yep. Yep. You know, this, this whole podcast is starting to turn into things that I just hate doing in life, but you know, whatever, dude, fuck it. <laughs> like, you're exposing your, your shortcoming. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I've got a lot, dude. That, that's a whole hour right there. Shit. But, uh, so, club, uh, club life will tend to expose a lot of your shortcomings. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I'm fucking, Dude, I'm old school punk, man. I'm old school DIY, man. Fucking, you know, I got too much pride to let anybody else fucking do shit for me. So I ended up, you know, I ended up fucking it up myself and then learning along the way, you know, like fucking fighting with fucking wheel bearings and shit, buying cheap ass fucking wheel bearing pullers on fucking Amazon because I'm going to save fucking a hundred bucks and it causes me grief for a day and a half. But that Jim's one, I'm you, you would have had it out in like 15 minutes. Well, you know, the, the one that I got that doesn't have a name, but just a bunch of Chinese writing. I mean, it only took like an hour of fucking grinding down the fucking one head to fucking get it to work. I mean, how hard, you know, how hard was that? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> was like a good day. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. I recommend it. So, uh, well, I saw you were uh, posting on our page. You did a big ass ride to fucking uh, Nevada. 
yeah that was my first time going out of state so that was cool and doing it in a large pack is a whole oh, nother experience i'm sure you know oh no well dude it's like you know it's you know it's trying to explain to somebody what it's like riding with 30 fucking bikes down the highway doing whatever speed you're doing is just it's an experience upon itself you can't explain that shit dude no like it's in, not a hog chapter so we're definitely not doing the posted <laughs> speed limits i'll say that <laughs> well, you know, certain clubs ride a certain way, you know, <laughs> but well, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> but like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, I've, I've seen Sons of Anarchy, so I'm pretty much an expert in all things motorcycle club related. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Kurt Sutter and fucking Sonny Barger wouldn't lie to us, but um, no, long story short, dude, fucking. I'm a little jealous, dude. Fucking, I was out. I got uh, married in Vegas a couple years ago, and uh, I just kind of I was bumming around just in a car because you know I, we didn't take a bike because apparently the wife didn't want to ride all the way to Las Vegas on the back of my Road King to get married. Of course, I don't see what the big deal was, but she she was all <laughs> she was all like she didn't want to do it. So we flew out there and we rented a car and we just bummed around. There was some fucking nice scenery out there, dude. Like the Valley of Fire area and shit. That's the only downside to riding in a pack that large was the whole time I wanted to look around. I'm looking at the bike in front of me and the bike. Next <laughs> yeah. Unless you're leading the pack, you, you don't have a lot of sightseeing except those lights and some tires. The, the road captains haven't made. That's, that's the job to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 if you're up front, that's where it's at. Otherwise you're in the back getting kicked in the face with fucking rocks every two yeah, seconds. Or you're in the middle pulling a yo-yo. Yeah, yeah wearing, wearing a half shell toy helmet. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to wear the lids out there, don't you? Yes, sir. Fuck okay. that. Wisconsin and Florida, I don't have to do that shit. So, well, the helmet I wear is barely considered wearing a helmet to begin with. So, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. It's a helmet for legal reasons. Yeah, I have a full face for certain times, but most of the time I'm in a half shell, like novelty helmet. So it's not even a right. I'm not yeah. tripping on it. Yeah, I got a helmet when it's cold out. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the only bad part was riding all the way out to the desert. Like coming back, it was it was cold on that trip. It was like, well, cold for me for Southern California. 38 degrees in the morning was cold. I'm sure for you that's like a in the middle of the afternoon. Well, first of all, <laughs> 38 degrees on a bike's fucking cold. I don't care what what state you live in. Yeah, but, cold is cold, know, but your blood yeah. cold. Yeah, in Wisconsin blood, you get a little more used to it. That and it's a wet cold up here, so it's different. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it yeah, just, I, just occurred I to me. I think I'm going to need a, a helmet for my ride back up north through a couple states. Yep. Yeah, my helmets are up north. Where you go there, Joey? Oh, I was stationed in North Carolina when I was in the army, and it definitely gets fucking cold when it's like a, a humid cold. Yeah, no, I mean it's well, I don't, I don't, dude, I don't know. Fucking cold is cold. I mean, I will say there is a difference in heat. You know, humidity-wise, I mean, you know, that's for you know. That's no no question about that. So, uh, you know, so what did you do in the Army? I was a mechanic, and then I was assigned to a scout unit. So while I was deployed, I got the opportunity through talking to the commander of the company I was attached to to go and run scout missions during the day, work on trucks in the evening, and then sleep and do it all over again for a whole year. So <laughs> well, thank you for your service, man. <laughs> Just a job, but I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, uh clubs you you what what do you, you got you got you got a biker lifestyle out there in california you uh 
Absolutely. You are you're part of a club experience out there? Well, I'm not hanging around with a fairly large chapter of a large club on the West Coast. Uh, I mean, it's just like anything else, just normal life. You know what I mean? Most of the day I'm working, wrenching on bikes, fabbing, and then every occasionally here and there I get to get with the chapter and we go for a large ride, hit a couple bars. It's normal shit. You guys are used to club stuff, just riding around with your brothers, just having a good time. Man, I'm going to say this right now. The hang around period is the best part about being in a motorcycle club, hands down. You, it, The world by the balls, man. All the fun, none of the responsibilities. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, enjoy it. You know, let's put it yeah. that way. <laughs> when you take that next step, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not rushing that. I know that that comes with time, and I see a lot oh. of dudes rush it, and it definitely either they get into trouble later because they went way too fast and didn't learn what they needed to learn before they made that step. And a lot of guys don't even realize what exactly is expected of them once they make that step. I know what's expected of me, especially after going through the military. It's very similar, but I'm just, I know I'm not ready to go there. So I'm not in a rush, you know? Yeah, that's, that's uh, one thing I don't think a lot of people realize that the whole motorcycle club uh, hierarchy and structure is almost based completely on what military, you know, service or branches do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it, I mean, well, obviously, you know, it was kind of started by vets way back when, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The difference between hanging around and prospect would be like going to military, like veteran functions occasionally versus joining, you know, like having to go through basic training. So it's like not everybody's willing to make that step where they're willing to get yelled at and told what to do for eight weeks so they can earn what comes after it. Some people just want to go and, and have the drinks and party and then go home. Well, that's why fucking a lot of clubs get pissed off at these fucking dudes that just decide to make a pop-up club, you know? It's like they want to skip the fucking whole process and become generals right the fuck away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shit don't work and that in, way. And in doing that, they skip the whole process where they learn mm -hmm. the protocol and how the scene's supposed to go. So all of a sudden, they barge into a bar thinking nothing of it, like five deep, all patched up and run into a real club and they think they're just supposed to be accepted because they, even though they didn't go through the proper channels, there's, there's way more, especially I don't, I'm sure it's the same where you're at, but I know for a fact out here on the West coast, it's definitely, there's a process to it. You don't just make a patch and start wearing it. No. You mean you don't just like make a patch up that says ice cream men from hell and, and throw it on your back and then get a contract from TV to make a document. There could be a fucking club out there called Ice Cream Men from Hell. You just fucked up. We don't know about that. Now we're going to get fucking hate mail from the Ice Cream Men. That is true. I'm, they I'm they dropped that patch. I watched the episode. patch that you didn't get permission to wear, somebody else might acquire that patch. That's, <laughs> so it's it's your risk to take, I guess. Hey, it's yeah. a free country. It's you know, free. you're free to wear whatever you want, and you're also free to get your fucking eye dotted, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. what do they say? Don't put anything on your back you're, you're not willing to defend. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, shit. I mean, yeah, I, 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 you know, we get on this subject of motorcycle clubs when it comes to, like, you know, pop-ups and shit, and it's just, dude, that shit just drives me nuts, man. It's, it's like, it still happens, you know? Yeah, there's a well-known pop-up. That's out here in California occasionally, though. They're not exactly the most popular out here either. <laughs> well, dude, they're, yeah, there's pop-ups everywhere. We got guys that roll through here 
every year it always seems like there's some new fucking group of jackasses fucking mm-hmm. at, you know showing their ass somewhere and they usually don't last very long so it's not worth a whole lot of energy no no they nine times out of ten a pop-up club fucking eats itself yeah because you know? yeah i mean yeah ugh, fucking idiots our whole last fucking podcast which i'm sure you've already watched because you're a huge i fan. actually have not listened to it yet oh no no you no I don't i don't recommend it but anyway you're not supposed to no. say that you're supposed to tell us how huge fan you know huge fan huge fan <laughs> anyways but our whole podcast was about fucking all these fucking jackasses on youtube fucking trying to you know drop knowledge and it's like you find out they're in this fucking bogus ass thing and you know they're just fucked up but stay away from youtube videos that have anything to do with the the one percenter lifestyle and stuff because it's <laughs> typically very inaccurate so it's it's not even worth time unless it's purely for entertainment value well that's just it man I, any any real one percenter i mean don't get me wrong there's some dudes that are on you know the internet and they talk about protocol like i can think of one podcast of a dude that you might actually know yeah but, for, for the road that's actually a really good podcast yeah so i mean yeah tragic's a real dude you know and it's like what he says yeah you should pay attention to but i mean it, there's these other ones that you know, once you dig into the, who they are it's like dude they're they're a member of this fucking pop-up or this fucking club that's been around for 10 fucking minutes and it's like dude yeah anyways so are you into punk rock music i am absolutely the throat my my throat has agent orange uh lyrics on it so nice <laughs> i noticed in one of your pictures we got the same fucking social distortion tattoo on our arm so no nope, there it is mirrored <laughs> dude i've got a fucking i haven't got a misfits tattoo on this arm so oh shit there it is there it is well perfect so uh how long have you been into fucking uh, punk music? Fuck, I'm 32 now. I don't know, probably about 20 years now. Nice, dude. Well, I mean, well, because 32, I mean, you figure 20 years ago, what was the fucking thing on the radio? Good Charlotte? You know what I mean? Probably, but my dad, my dad was a metalhead, so I grew up listening to Slayer, Iron Maiden, so I already had, like, a metal background at a young age, so, like. Oh, no, fuck yeah, dude. Like fucking, I grew up on like, uh, like, dude, I'm old. I'm like, we're, I'm at that age where I'm at that. Like, I remember when Pantera started, you know, I remember MTV when they played music videos. I do remember oh. that. That's, you're a little bit older than me, but I do remember that still. Oh, you thought, yeah. <laughs> now you it's all like teen moms. Yeah, no, yeah. Now it's all teen moms and, uh, fucking, uh, games with hot chicks and hot dudes doing. I, I'm so old, I saw Wendy O. Williams in the Plasmatics in Boston, okay? I don't even know who the fuck that is. Look, yeah, up, look up early punk. Uh, she, <laughs> yeah, uh, song, but... Well, yeah, that Butcher Baby was their biggest hit. But uh, she was a porn star turned punk rock star, and she uh, basically, her, her outfit on stage was electrical tape and shaving cream. So, uh, yeah. you know, she was pretty cool. But Wendy O. Williams and the Plasmatics, but I remember seeing I them. Performance. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I'm elder, you know, I'm, I'm 58, just to let you know. <laughs> all my favorite brothers in the club to hang out with are all the older ones. They always have the best stories and the most knowledge. <laughs> well, plus, you know, the older ones, if we're still into the lifestyle and still going strong, you know, we're not the ones that, we, you know, we're not the quitters, you know. <laughs> Definitely not the ones that weenie out after like a year or two. Some of these guys have 13, 20 years. Mm. There's been a a couple dudes out in our area in Wisconsin that they start, they were, they were patched in eight years before I was fucking born. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they start telling stories and they're like, you guys have no idea what the fuck partying really is. You know, you have no fucking idea. You know, I mean, you hear, I mean, just, just from my own experience, I know that stories get embellished. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe you weren't that drunk. You didn't have that much fun, but, I don't know, even if a third of what they say is remotely true, holy fuck, they were having the time of their lives back in the fucking 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we, we were. <laughs> even that, that episode that, I, that with with your brother Pops, like his yeah. era, the Vietnam era bikers, they were they were like having open desert parties and having all that, that crazy kind of vibe that you see in all them old 60s movies, but they were living in. Well, the thing with Pops is, too, I mean, he was in a club back in, fuck, when did he, like in the 60s, right? Late 60s? Uh, no, no, it was 1972 he joined his first club. That's what it was. Anyways, it was early 70s. I, fuck, I can't remember. But, you know, when he starts telling stories about, like, uh, you know, doing tire fires in the middle of fucking some Chicago fucking neighborhood and melting down a gas station. Yeah. It's like, dude, you would have fucking, I don't know how many different fucking branches of the fucking atf and the fbi up your ass if you pulled something like that off today you know they probably already had a van watching you do it anyway yeah yeah no shit they probably you know (laughs) they had had like 20 different angles on fucking video you know back in the day when he was boosting bikes oh no doubt i'm well allegedly no no he already did time in prison for that so no good no no double indemnity there you know (laughs) (laughs) You always got to make sure to throw it in, you know, just to be safe. <laughs> his his first uh, his first his bike was a EL forty five trike. It was a delivery Harley Davidson delivery cycle tricycle. Yeah, that's pretty well, sick. That it's first and last biker trikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, full circle, I guess. You know. Yep. I mean, he's you know, still- pops is just one of them fucking dudes where it's like he, he's just a different breed of human being. You know, like I've seen that guy literally like people think we're full of shit. No, it seven days or eight days, however, however long it was after having fucking brain surgery, he's out riding his fucking scooter machine all around fucking Janesville. You know what I mean? All over, all over. You know what I mean? And I'd like to be like that when I hit that age. Yeah, I like to be that like that now. You know what I mean? Right now, I don't have a car, so I'm halfway there. I'm literally on (laughs) every single day. So I'm just like that and. I could get away with like how he was saying he's on, he's got his bike and seven boxes of personal items. I could be just like that and be fine. I, I could have like an Alice pack full of shit to last me a week and my bike and my lady and be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that he's like that now and he lives in fucking Wisconsin. So, I mean, that motherfucker rides until the point where he can't ride no more. And then he goes to South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, no, fuck this. I'll see you guys in April. Snowbird. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just like uh, somebody else I know. <laughs> that would be me. 
Yeah, in fact, yeah, it was about a year ago this time as he had uh, left my house here in Florida and got into an accident up near Gainesville. Yeah, fucking, yeah, rubbed his head on the ground at yeah, 80 miles an hour. 80 miles an hour, took a digger, yeah. Yeah. Lost it. yeah, that was his old bike, man. He had almost 300,000 miles on that bike, and that was the last journey it took. Yeah, yeah, it was too mangled up to be put back together again. That was a hell of a two weeks, man. I had him here for a week, and the accident happens, and then three days later, my dad dies. Ooh. You know, it was, uh, it, was, it was a rough time, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Pops, man, Pops is, uh, he's another breed. He's, he's doing all right. He's doing That's okay. Good. So uh, what kind of bike do you ride there, Joey? Yeah, I ride 2000 Dyna Superglide. Oh, well, yeah, we've just became best friends. That was like my first Harley was a 2000 FXD. So yeah. I yeah. love carbureted bikes. Everybody's like, bro, you got to get a newer bike. Like you don't, I don't, you shouldn't have to be warming your shit up when everybody's trying to roll out. Like I'd rather just go out five minutes earlier, smoke a cigarette while she warms up and she runs bomb. I did a full three hole service on her before I went on my trip. She ran fine. I had two fuel injected bikes end up in the back of a truck and mine ran fine carrying me and my lady all the way there and back. And we well, you, were know, only- you could work on a carburetor, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't trust computers. No, no. As a rule. I, I miss my fucking Dyna every fucking day. Like I, I even know who has it and I keep trying to buy it back from him. Dude won't sell it. He's like, no, man, that thing fucking runs too good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, let me get it back for you, though. <laughs> let me buy that back real quick, though. He changed yeah, it up a little, though, didn't he? Huh? Didn't he change it up a little? It's going to be changed up. Oh, it's, it's tore down right now? It's slowly becoming a chopper. Uh, he just got a frame, and yeah. But yeah, he won't, yeah, he, fuck, he's like, dude, well, he bought it, he bought it like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And uh, he was going to turn it, he, he basically just wanted it for the engine and tranny and everything to turn it into a chopper. And he ended up fucking not turning it apart because it ran too fucking good. He was like, fuck, man. He's like, this thing fires up every fucking time. Like, some about, you know, the old 88, you know, twin cam motors, they, they, I don't know. They just made him good, I guess. I mean, I got a feeling, I got a feeling. I part of it, huh? I think part of it might be that the twin cam holds just a little bit more oil. Like, when they went to the 103s even, like, when I do three hole services, I notice the difference. Like if I put the same amount in an 88, I'm still about a half a quart shy. It holds about a half a quart more. And I think it runs a little cooler. So the life of it lasts a little longer. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there, you know, either that or dude, like I just my, bike, my bike's like 21 years old and she runs like a champ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that to this day, I mean, that dude could go out there right now, fucking turn the key on, pull the choke cable, hit the button and thing will fire right up. You know, I never stuck any fucking shit in the tank, you know, like that state. Well, okay. Well, up here and up north, we have to store our bikes and they want you to like put shit in the fucking tank to fucking store it. I never did any of that. Didn't even put a battery tender on the motherfucker. It is good to put stabilizer in there because the moisture in your tank will make it rust on the inside while it sits. So it's not a terrible idea or at least some heat, put some heat in your tank, but. Even just some dry gas. Yeah. Yeah. I just fill it up. I just top it off. <laughs> That's a good idea. Keeping it full works. Yeah. And yeah, I never fucking never dicked with it. Just straight up like, oh, you know, fucking the snow started melting. Fucking turn the key, fucking push the button, thing fired right the fuck up. So how many months do you have to let it sit though? Only three or four months, maybe? Yeah, about three or four months. Yeah, it's not bad. 
Yeah, it ain't bad. I mean, it's not that long. Dude, you should see some of the fucking rubs up here, man. They fucking put their bikes away in, like, September, and they won't even go and get them until, like, May. You know what I mean? That's true. We have bikes in the shop that are sitting, like, in the queue for for upgrades, and sometimes they'll sit there for six, seven months, and then you do everything, put some fresh gas in it, and they fire right up after you put them on the tender for a night. Yep. Dude, and I love people like that because that means that when I buy that used bike, it's going to have low fucking miles on it, you know? Like I bought my bike already 20 years old with 11,000 miles on it. Is this your first bike? No, I had an 07 uh, Electro Glide standard before. Oh, so you went from a bagger to a dyno. Yeah, I still have my bagger, but it's all disassembled. I took it apart and I was going to paint it. And then I bought the dyno and I fell in love and I kind of just left the little bastard child in the corner at the shop. So, (laughs) yeah, I know how that goes. I got projects that are just laying around it. I'll get to them someday. Well, that's what happens. You know, you, you buy a bike and you don't sell it. So you buy a new bike. Now you got two bikes and you go, Oh yeah, I'll ride them both. Now you always end up in the one you like the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's hard to work on a bike when you have one to ride. You know what I mean? And I'm only working on the one that I'm riding all the time. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah it, it sucks having multiple projects man it's like, i've rebuilt the carburetor i already high-sided her once and my crash bar saved it but i had to replace the crash bar i had to replace the primary the outer primary but luckily i'm able to do all that at work so i got it like all back up and running within a week of when i high-sided it <laughs> but nice. i'm always doing something to it. i'm always maintaining it so. you just got a cv carb on there yep you know, I, I I know a lot of dudes that fucking hate on that CV carb, and it's they like, if you, get it, if you get it working right, that motherfucker will work, dude. You don't need Absolutely. an SNS or Makuni. You know, I have a Makuni sitting on top of my toolbox at work, but I didn't get all the adapters and everything in time before my trip. So I just rebuilt that CV completely, changed all the O-rings, all the seals, put it back together, and re- kind of just played with the air mixture, and it ran amazing all the way to Nevada and back. Yeah, the CVs, they take a little bit to get them dialed in, but, man, once they do, they're pretty bulletproof. I will say for the 88, about a turn and a half back on the on the air mixture screw is pretty perfect. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know what your exhaust setup is, so. Well, I got a Thunderheader, so it's a pretty common common setup. Yeah. Two and you don't have one of your exhausts that you build on that bike? Actually, funny that you say that. I ha- I can't afford to buy it at retail price because <laughs> it's it's like fifteen hundred dollars, but, <laughs> but material-wise, it's about it's got a different cost. And my my uh, that's smart not to say that. <laughs> my buddy at work offered to buy me the raw materials so I could build myself one off the clock, and he'll take my Thunderheader. So, well, Thunderheaders are pretty nice too. Yeah, he had an all-black one, and I have a chrome, and he digs it. So he's like, I'll pay for the materials and take that Thunderheader off your hands and you can build yourself one of ours. So that's the next step that'll be done here in the next couple of weeks. I actually need to order material and build a few of them. So fuck yeah, man. Well, I mean, that's fucking, I like hearing fucking dudes still being able to do this shit. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people just rather just fucking go on Amazon and buy cheap ass shit and they put it on their bikes or they take it to the fucking dealership and they fucking spend a million dollars on, well, just, you know, crappy fucking exhaust, you know, 
I mean, um, it's nice to hear that he does his own maintenance. He actually does maintenance. You know, he's looking at it. There's a lot of guys yeah. who don't even do that. They just oh, you know, yeah. throw gas in it and, you know, ride it until it breaks. No, I'm always every little vibration. I get used to all of them. So whenever something's weird, I know already. And I, I'm always doing my three hole services. I'm always doing my own tire changes because we have a tire machine. We have a full service shop. We do. We're a full custom shop. So I can do all my own tire changes, all my own. If I had tubes, I could do that, but I have mags anyway. But we have the capability to pretty much do anything I need to do to my bike. So <laughs> That's nice. You got those 13-spoke mags? Yes, I do. Dude, I had those on my bike. I had no idea how much people out west are willing to pay for those fucking things. Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. People will pay, like, if they're powdered and have tires on them with bearings and everything, people will pay upwards of, like, three grand for them. I know. Don't say nothing, dude, because I'm going to fucking try to get the – uh Try to get those wheels off my old bike, just like so I put them on like Instagram or something like that, and try to sell them. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, yeah, give me a hundred bucks." I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Score if you can do that. I actually, saw a set for like five hundred not too long ago, and I was like, "Somebody better jump on that." <laughs> no doubt. Like here in the Midwest, like FXRs and shit, dude. They're they're next to nothing. Really? Like, yeah. Like, dude, my uh. My, my wife's uncle died. He had an FXRT. Okay. All original. Completely. He bought the motherfucker brand new back in 87, 85. I forget what year it was. Had the fairing. Had the bat. Everything. Dude, they sold that bike for like four grand. It had like, shit, maybe fucking 40,000 miles on it. We had yeah. these two brothers one time in the shop that... They both somehow got lucky, and online they found old dudes that had like a '89 and like a '92 or something FXR, and they both got smoking deals on them, like 5,500 for them, and they were bone stock. Yeah, with low miles, it was insane. Yeah, in the Midwest here, man, fucking the Dyna, the whole Dyna club scene just hasn't really taken off. So yeah, you could still find like, you could still find like. Uh, uh well like our bikes you know like the the you know the old street glides three grand all day long three thousand yeah. dollars the whole fucking bike nothing wrong with it just go and buy it you know it's fucking crazy man you go fucking two thousand miles west and that's like you know high dollar fucking bike dude it's fucking sought yeah. after it's fucking crazy i actually got lucky when i found my dyna because it's pretty much in the same condition i got when i bought it like it already had those risers and bars that i have on it all I did was change like the pegs, I think, and the the integrated tail light. I put a sissy bar on it. Small upgrades, but I got it overall for like six grand with low miles, and it was amazing. It's been good to me this whole time. If anything, I've abused it more than it's abused me. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they could fucking take it, dude. I fucking beat that fucking dyna I had like a redheaded stepchild. It's got yes, well, when I sold it, it had seventy five thousand miles on it. I think the main reason the club style look took off on the West more than out where you're at is the lane splitting. Everybody wants the narrow T-bars. We can't, you can't split lanes with eight pingers and bags and all this wide shit hanging off the side of your bike. I'd, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I was going to say, I've, 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 <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I, I've done it on the Electroglide. I used to split doing like 105. I'm not saying it can't be done. But it's, there's definitely a width difference between that and a Dyna. I can get through some tight spots in a Dyna. Oh, yeah. 
No, yeah, no, I hear exactly what you're saying. I have, you know, my highway pegs have had multiple different colors on the end of them from time to time. But, you know, hey, whatever, you know, fucking catch me if you can. I don't know what to tell you. Fuck Especially off. out here, there's certain individuals who might try to get your autograph that uh, they're on <laughs> – they're on BMWs that are pretty versatile, but they're still a little wide. So the tighter I can get myself through something they can't is to my advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that damn paparazzi, you know? They always want the autograph. And, a Dude, little always, and they always got a bitch about something, you know? Oh, did you know your fucking bike's too loud? No, I didn't fucking know it was too loud until you told me so, dick. You know? I can't hear it over the wind. My bad, bro. Yeah, sorry, man. This is the way I bought it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about bikes. This is the way I bought it. That's how I got it from the dealership. I'm running Vance and Heinz long shots on mine. More, more. Usually that conversation goes, what? I can't hear you. My bike's too loud. <laughs> You're the bike in the pack no one wants to ride next to. Yeah, that's the truth, it. isn't it? <laughs> You're actually talking to the two guys that actually have the two bikes that nobody wants to ride next to. Mm-hmm. I gotta. You guys like Rochambeau for who's gonna be on inside and who's going on the outside. We don't oh. care anymore, but there are other guys <laughs> yeah. that won't. But yeah, I'm I'm always on the inside, and I like to ride zipper. Good. He likes ditch, so. Well, I got a 117 with an open header, so, I mean, it just is what it is. You know, it's a lot of fuck. I mean, yeah, 11 and a half to one compression. It's just. Loud as piss. I, yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere near that thing in the pack. My, yeah, no, a, don't. You want to be in front of it. Yeah, mine's mine's a '94 Evo with a <laughs> with straight pipes. Vance and Hines long shots. And, mm-hmm. I love seeing Evos still running strong. That's like because they're getting fewer and far between. Even a lot of the guys building FXRs are doing twin cam conversion, so the Evos are getting farther even on the west coast with the whole club style and everybody loves like evo's the greatest motor the twin cam conversion is taking over and you're starting to see less evo's even out here on the west well i mean i don't you know everybody fucking talks shit about the fucking twin cams and i don't know man i, I don't think they're that bad you know maybe how many complaints i mean don't get me wrong they've got their problems you know everybody bitches about the cam tensioners and yeah you know they got whatever you know right yeah do your fucking maintenance how about that (laughs) you know (laughs) i opened my cam cover just like maybe about a month ago just to make sure the shoes weren't worn down yeah you know it's not that expensive i mean dude i'm gonna tell you right now maybe i'm getting to that age where i'm old where i think everything that i had in the past is better than everything that's coming out but I see all the problems dudes are having with these fucking Milwaukee hates. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not interested in it, man. You yeah. know, the best part about that is a lot of people do tend to be just like anti new shit. And I didn't like the M8 either. And now getting to work on them and test ride them. I still don't fucking like them. You know what I mean? So I have a little, <laughs> like I fucking have hands on them and I still don't like them. So I can at least for myself speak from experience as to why I don't like them. Like, they they do have amazing power i will say that like that thing is a torque monster but like that i have a few friends with lowrider s's the new 2020 and the 2021 and and it even with the stock exhaust and that gay ass handlebar setup it has it will pull but i mean you have to do a lot to make them look good i really wish harley would fucking 
pull their head out of their ass and at least throw a set of T-bars or some kind of apes or something on some of these bikes. If you just look at primarily what's happening with them as soon as they leave the showroom and you're worried about your sales going down, why don't you start throwing some shit at them that people are putting on them as soon as they take them off your floor? No, I hear you, dude. Fucking, I, I said back in the day when the fucking Milwaukee 8s came out that all the new Harley motorcycles look like Japanese bikes trying to look like Harley bikes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like every single fucking one, it was just, yeah. And now they got this Pan America and I have like mixed feelings on it. You I'm know? also mixed on that. Yeah. Like I get it. It looks cool as shit and it looks like it's a lot of fun, but at the same time, it's, I don't want one, you know, like it, like, I don't think I'd ever want that bike, but I can appreciate it from afar. You know what I mean? Seems like a lot yeah, of power for cool. off-road, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least guys who are like have a Harley at home and like a Honda Africa twin or something, at least now they'll have two Harleys, I guess. Yeah, I guess for all those fucking dad jean wearing motherfuckers, you know, they can have their, you know, adventure bike and they could, I don't know, cruise to a Starbucks that's out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know whatever, whatever those adventure bike guys do. I don't fucking know. In my opinion, I feel like most of those adventure bikes are like the two-wheeled version of the mall crawler. I don't know if you have that on. on <laughs> yeah, your we side got of that. out here. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, the, hey, like I, I'm almost a dirt bike. Like occasionally I can go off-road, but I never do. Right. Yeah. I got 16 inches of suspension travel, but I'm never going to take this motherfucker off-road because I'd yeah. crack my fucking 24-inch rims with painted-on tires, you know? <laughs> but to each his own you know yeah to each their own we gotta Some say that of them dudes, i see them they're dirty as fuck i watched that there's like a series on netflix with that uh i can't remember the actor but he went on some crazy long over a thousand mile journey like on an adventure bike and did some real off-road shit so who knows what they're doing oh, oh no yeah. what the hell was that guy's name yeah is it the black dude no, no, he's like a, I think he was British or Australian or something. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't remember. Jason, oh, apparently Jason Momoa now is all about these fucking, uh, these Harley fucking Pan Ams. I keep seeing yeah, that I, fucking ad pop up. My I haven't quite recently. figured out how Harley like adopted him as like their spokesman all of a sudden. Because chicks dig him. But chicks aren't the ones, buy I guess if they get the chicks to want the Harley, they'll let their husbands buy them. There <laughs> you go. You just figured out marketing 101. <laughs> for, most bikers honestly if they want a harley they're gonna buy it whether the, she says yes or no anyway most of the time yeah well you know they're going after that fucking demographic you know what i mean that yeah. fucking uh that well-to-do middle-class uh fucking male who uh wants to have a wants to relive a or relive a fucking uh rebel life he never fucking had so <laughs> you know whatever oh well Hey. As long as they're on two, it's still good to have people on two wheels, honestly. Somebody's got to buy these fucking raffle tickets. but uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Instagram raffles. Don't even get me started on Instagram. Oh, bro. shit. Do it for the gram, man. Fuck. Put it yeah, on. I have cotton mouth like hell, and I need to use the restroom. I'm going to take a break real right, quick. How do I pause this deal? That is cool. Go away and do what you got to do. Come on back out. Right. We'll talk amongst ourselves. Yep. We'll look at that style and picture he's got there. In the... Got a little Betty Page action going on behind him. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, with the Christmas lights. Dude, that's like that's like uh, every fucking basement that I fucking smoked weed in back in high school. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like right there. <laughs> like, you know, he's got the bong. He's got the fucking the fucking uh, pinup girl, and then he's got the Christmas lights. It's like perfect. There you go. <laughs> when I started smoking weed in basements, Farrah Fawcett was the post poster on the wall. So, yeah. What was it like back in? Uh, well, you know, well, since we're fucking waiting for uh, Joey to take a piss and fucking get something to drink, uh, what was your favorite uh, silent film star? That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> silent film star. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I got something right there. My. What was it uh, like buying bread for a nickel? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bread for a nickel. I don't know, man. I, I do know when I started driving cars, that gas was 65 cents a gallon. Wow. <laughs> so a long fucking time ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Fucking Joe Biden raised it up 65 cents just being in office. Joe doesn't even know where he's at. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. He was, on, in, the, he was in the middle of a speech yesterday in Houston, which like 10 people showed up for. And uh, he goes, where, where, where the hell am I? He said, right in the middle of the speech, where the hell am I? You see you drop the N-bomb and a fucking... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joey dropped the fucking N-bomb. That's a hell of a word slip there, Joey. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Not this Joey, but... Right, 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 yeah. Joe Biden. <sighs> Joe well, Biden. We should find out how this guy found out about us. Well, when he's come back from the pisser, you go ahead and ask him. Oh, okay. I'm, well, I'm, or don't. About or that. don't, yeah. yeah <laughs> like we like do, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> like there's rules for this shit or something. I yeah. don't know. Oh, there he is. There he's back. I just appreciate the fact that he didn't take us to the bathroom with him. Thank God, right? You know, that's I mean, what I, I would do. I just be like, All right, I would God, have taken you there, honestly, but I know my wife would have yelled at me. So no, we're going really for want. a walk now somewhere. That's right, cotton mouths. You're getting something to drink. Yeah, cotton mouth and. He said he's glad he didn't take them. He said he loves you an awful lot, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just piss her off? Oh, God. No, she was just wondering what the hell I was talking about because I walked out into the room giving her half the details, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now we're going to talk shit about her. What's up? (laughs) So what do you hate the most? (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Man. So, so Joe, how'd you find us, man? How'd, how'd you come across the Bikers Lifestyle Podcast? Honestly, I think I came across it on Instagram or uh, Spotify by chance. Spotify, no shit. Fuck yeah. Right on. I didn't think anybody would listen to that shit on Spotify. We, we weren't sure, you know. Well, Spotify makes it the easiest because I can just listen to it while I'm working or sometimes if I got headphones in while I'm riding, I'll listen to it. So what, what was your reaction? You're like, who the fuck are these two idiots? <laughs> it's the best part is that you guys just bullshit. That's no religion, no politics, just like two dudes just bullshitting like we were bullshitting in the shop. Just, that's the best part about it. So. Well, I mean, we're doing we're doing this here on on you know the video machine, but he and I do this all the time on the phone. We've been, you know, we've been doing it since we prospected together and shit. We just never stopped. Yeah, your guys is the dirty story on how you got went through that red line that's pretty that's a trip like to later prospect for that club and be past the sport bike era of your life (laughs) well you know i mean everybody's got to come from somewhere dude i like i like going fast that's my whole thing you know whether it's in a car or on a bike i like going fast and you know let's be honest harleys aren't exactly the bike you get if you want to go fast yeah i mean i go pretty fast on on a harley (laughs) 
Yeah, but you don't go sport bike fast. No, definitely not. But I don't want to go (laughs) sport bike fast because that's sketchy fast. (laughs) It is, but you know, I see that's why I never joined the military because I I lack uh, self preservation. You know, so I'm going to be that guy. I'm always there's always that one guy. I'm going to be that guy. So I just try not to put myself in that guy's situations. Yeah, but I end up finding myself there half the fucking time, like going through red lights and shit. Oh, that's that's daily. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, they got the cameras, but, you know. If you oh, man, that, she's on you in the back, isn't she? I hear her. No, she's huh? at the dog. Oh, no, that's the, my kids out here playing. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were in trouble. I thought we got you in trouble. We do nah, that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Occasionally it happens. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to yell at kids. Oh, that's a daily occurrence, multiple times a day. Dude, <laughs> so I'm going to tell a quick story. All right. I don't have a kid, but I got a stepkid, right? He's 10 years old. And uh, the stepkid had uh, had fucked around uh, the night before. He was up way too late. You know, he's up till two o'clock in the morning. I had to put a stop to it and I took his fucking uh, screens away from him. And for a 10 year old in 2020, taking his screens away, that's the end of the goddamn world, right? Yep. But I'm being a stepdad because his real dad's a piece of shit. Long story short, he was upset about it. All right, whatever. Fast forward to the next morning. You know, I go out, I run some errands. I come back and I see him at the back door as I pull in. I'm thinking he's just letting the dogs out, right? No big deal. Okay. And then he runs back into the house. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, so I go and I proceed to come into the house. This little motherfucker comes around the corner in the kitchen because I'm coming in the back door, you know, because I had some shit that I had to carry in. This motherfucker comes around the corner with an aluminum fucking t-ball bat and fucking smacks me in the fucking knee yeah like straight up fucking kneecaps me because he's mad that i took his screens away from the night before oh no my son would have you i don't know if he would live to tell that story after if he whacked me in the knee with an aluminum bat well i hear what you're saying and i'm not gonna lie i grabbed that baseball bat i took it away from him and i grabbed him by his shirt and i picked him up and i asked him what the hell he was fucking doing and he had the anger in his eyes, but then it quickly turned into panic, like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. I just fucked up. And I let him go, and I said, I don't know how long you're going to be grounded for, but it's going to be for a long fucking time. The end of the story is, I didn't even fucking ground that kid. He didn't get in any trouble, and then I gave him the bat back, and I said, the next time you do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat you like a full-grown man. And that bat still sits in his room today, and he has not picked it up in anger since. But you know what? Right. I appreciate the heart that he had to fucking do that. That motherfucker executed a plan. He's my son gets caught with his screens after I take them from him constantly. I've caught him with him at four o'clock in the morning when everybody's asleep. I know, like, right? He's the sneakiest little bastards ever. Dude, they're all like special op kids. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, how the fuck do they figure this shit out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. I got grandkids. My kids are old. It's like little, it's like little, little people in prison, dude. It's like somehow they keep smuggling the cigarettes in. You know what I mean? I totally remember being like a young inmate, you know, like keeping things stashed away and making sure like things look like things they weren't, you know, <laughs> dude, think about this. Like, How old are your kids, dude? Uh, my son's nine and my daughter's four. All right. Think about when like you were 12, right? The internet probably wasn't quite a thing yet. 
right? Yeah, not quite. Yeah, I was right. like, it wasn't quite barely being introduced to Google and stuff. Exactly. Like, like, like the internet you had, you had to have a fucking CD and you had to put it in. Yep. It was AOL and it was like a big deal, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, well, Dial-up connections and yeah, don't be on the phone and the internet at the same time. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Get off the phone, mom. Talking to hot chicks, right? That was the oh, internet man. that you had, right? Now, think about porn when you were that age, right? Oh man, you had to you had to like fucking know a dude that fucking stole a dirty magazine from the gas station when the fucking Habib dude wasn't looking shit. I had a right? homie whose dad had a like a lifetime subscription, so he had like every every issue of Playboy to dig through. He's always All the most popular kid to be around too. And then he when you found out there was like this kind thing of a recluse. <laughs> and then you had this thing. And then you found out about penthouse and they were fucking spreading their butt cheeks and shit, right? Yep. You know? Okay. Now think about the fact of what you can see on your cell phone right now that your 12-year-old or your nine-year-old when he turns 12 is gonna start seeing. Yeah. See what I'm it's like, dude, they're gonna be at like next level fucking porn watching when they get to that age. It's like, fuck. Yeah. How do you fucking how do you combat that? But the good thing is now we don't have to have the shit for them. Like the sad, I think about the sadness of him never getting to find a Playboy. You know what I mean? Because they don't exist on paper anymore. No, they don't. I don't have a collection. It's my fucking Pornhub account. Unless he finds the password. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gold member, motherfucker. <laughs> right, premium. Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> Like me on Brazzers, but yeah, yeah. Well, fuck, here we go again. Did, hey, it, dirty. Did your mom ever Google that shit like you told her not to? God, I fucking hope not. I hope not to. Holy <laughs> shit. Fuck. Well, I mean, you know, it's just trying to raise kids in this day and age. It's just fucking, it's a brutal fucking task, man. Absolutely. Like these fucking kids now, they have access to all this shit, and it's like, Dude, you got access to dude. This motherfucking kid's trying to tell me about coronavirus. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? CDC, motherfucker. I don't even know what you're talking about. Man, kids, it, it trips me out how often they swear they know more than you. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane to get in almost into an argument and then you halfway catch yourself and you're like, why am I even arguing with you? Like, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about to begin with. Exactly. You don't know shit about shit, motherfucker. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> you ever fucking put him on the back of your bike i have he loves it and i used to do it when i had the bagger because i had passenger floorboards and he had kind of a bigger seat like ever since i got the dyna i haven't put him on the back so he's been asking me to take him but i ha I need to get him a full face for a while i was putting him in a german like half shell helmet and it was only to take him to school right around the corner, but even one of my boss, my, uh, my boss actually was the one that was like, you're going to catch a, a motorcycle cop on a bad day or something. And you're going to end up getting rolled up for having him in a novelty helmet. So, Well, no, I, I give the step kid a ride all the time on the back of my bike. And it's, it's not, it's not a German like half shell or whatever, but it's like a, like a normal half shell, but we yeah. never go out of town, dude. It's all in town fucking riding, you know? top yeah. speed 35 you know but he gets a kick out of it man he fucking loves that shit especially when i pick him up from school because this this okay first of all this kid's gonna be a little pimp because whenever i pick him up on the bike right 
he'll be putting his helmet on and stuff and, you know, he gets all strapped in. And then as we're leaving, he is waving goodbye and screaming at every little girl that we pass. He's like, Oh, bye Madison. Yeah. Bye, that kid's, kid's going to be a biker before he even owns a bike. That's how they're all going to see him. Like, Oh, that's the outlaw kid. Oh, no doubt. Right. Like, dude, like he started riding on the back of my bike and now he insists that most of his t-shirts have skulls on them and shit, you know? And yeah, it's, I've ruined that kid forever, unfortunately. Yeah. He's gonna want a fucking bike and he's probably gonna knock some chick up at 16 and tell me to fuck off and end up in jail, but whatever. And then when he's like <laughs> 30, you guys will be like best friends. Yeah, I'll be telling I'll still be telling him he doesn't know shit about shit, but yeah, at least you know we can drink together. So. Doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Yep. Watch <laughs> out for the woman and bat. <laughs> What's that, Tank? Watch out for the aluminum bat. Hey, yeah. Dude, At I'm least now Chicago, I got a heads up. You know, now I'm on the lookout for the aluminum bat. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Them little motherfuckers, they get ballsy, dude. Because it'd be like, I'll call CPS. I'll call Child Protective Surgeon. No, you won't. Shut up. I'll take He already knows. Away. Since he was probably four, I've told him, you want to get crazy, we're going to get boxing gloves. And we can see. You want to come to me like a man, we'll go at it. Well, you know... Hey, like I said, I'm just proud he had the fucking heart, you know. Not too many kids these days have the fucking heart to fucking step up and fucking do something, you know what I mean? Yeah, most of them just know how to cry now. Right? Yeah, this kid, yeah, he doesn't cry. He's fucking hardcore as shit, man. He fucking, that little kid had the fucking flu, and he was like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't feel good? He's like, yeah, I think my, my throat is sore. Fucking kid passes out at a fucking grocery store, like fucking passes out in the cart. And turns out he had like pneumonia. It's like, Jesus, yeah. dude, holy fuck. He just muscled through it. Yeah, dude, he's fucking, he's, yeah, it's, it, it, it's more difficult because, like, you got to stay on top of it because yeah. if he doesn't become, like, a, a CEO or somebody of power, he's going to become, like, a fucking international drug dealer or something like yeah. that. He's going to run a prison gang if I don't fucking keep an eye on this kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fuck. He is well, precocious, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's fucking lives with me, so what do you expect? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, every time my kid gets, a, like, an attitude, I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? And then my lady just looks at me, and she's like, look at who his parents are. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Dude, my wife's not to be fucked with either. I've seen her smack yeah. around a couple times. My lady's like four foot three and she'll smack somebody and then stab somebody right next to her <laughs> dude mine's 511 with that attitude you know Ooh. what i mean oh i know yeah yeah Amazonian. well you know i'm six three so it kind of you know it helps that works i'm yeah. only five seven so if i you That's, know my... dude, this is the internet man you can say you're six foot it's no big deal <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> I, don't fake, I don't ever fake the funk <laughs> You could, man. Well, you don't know. You'd be like, yeah, I'm six foot. I got to fucking I got to take all my Instagram photos from now on from like super low angles so I look taller. Dude, it's like fat chicks. You ever notice how fat chicks always put their phone like fucking two feet in, up, like that makes them skinnier? No, we all know what you're doing, bitch. <laughs> or it's only from the shoulders up. You're like, oh, what's know, going right? on? Instantly a fat chick. Yeah. But uh, anyways, fuck. What else you got, Tank? Nothing, man. <laughs> well I am I'm, I'm I'm all I'm all good. All right. Well fuck. 
you know, we just did this a couple of days ago. Sometimes it takes me a week to recover from doing these, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you still know, got editing to do and well, I, that's it. That's, that's the whole thing. But we did that. Yeah. You saw, you saw those, uh, marathon session we did when we had those, all those episodes from the big party. Yeah. Joe, you saw that? I think um, I saw, I've, I've been flipping through them. I've been trying to catch up on them because I found you guys after you were already several episodes in. You're already in the 40s. So I've been trying to like oh, catch shit. up on them all. Yeah, we had a big part when I when I came back down here for the, the, the winter. We had a big party, all the podcast guests we had over the summer. We And Dirty and I did a marathon session. Oh, I don't nice. know, four, four, four hours we were on. God damn. Dude, uh, it was... Well, not only, well, okay, first of all, it wasn't like this where we were on Zoom. It no, was like in no. person, microphones with a fucking clubhouse with about 60 fucking people in it. Oh, and you got like, like, okay, so I don't, I don't, how many uh, episodes was that? Was it like five or six or four or what? It how was many? like four or five. Okay. So it's like, we'll say five, right? That's a good number. So, there's five episodes. Now, what you have to understand is I'm sober in the first episode, right? Because that's like hour number one. And then hour number two, I'm a little fucked up. By hour number three, I am drunk. By hour number four, I am blackout drunk. By hour number five, I don't remember what the fuck we talked about. You know what I mean? That's when it gets good. That's when the show gets good, usually, when you don't remember anything. Because you just unload everything at that point. Well, it- <laughs> It, dude, I, I we interviewed people. I didn't even fucking know we interviewed them. Like, I'm like, when did we fucking talk to this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Holy> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I don't know. We, we uh, we've done a couple of podcasts. There was that one. We don't have the video of it. Well, I do now. I found it. But we, we uh, it was when we did the racism thing. You mean Vito and and Miho. Oh yeah. And you were like, Vito. Vito brought a big thing of, of scotch in. Yeah. And. uh he and Dirty were drinking it, and Dirty just reached this point. You were just no, that was the that was the first one, was it? That was the first one with Vito. Me and him drank a bottle of scotch. No, 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 brother. When it was the four of us, because it was you're right that right half happen. a bottle of scotch that did happen. But the one with Miho in there too. Yeah, Miho, Miho and I both looked at each other one point in time. We were like, "Is he okay?" Like. <laughs> I mean, you, you were, it was, you were bad. You don't even remember it. See, you're sitting here now. You can't remember the motherfucker. So <laughs> I admit to nothing, but, so uh, <laughs> but I mean that, you know, that was five hours of that. We, we had a Longhorn showed up with his club. They just patched a new member in. So we went from quiet to like 190 decibels. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, I mean, crying out loud we're sitting there and some of them were throwing firecrackers at each other you know in some of the episodes and so you know i mean we've uh we've come a long way man you watch us from the beginning and then you see us now and in fact actually yeah. joe don't don't even watch those first <laughs> those first 10 start at number 11 we, we like number 11 oh yeah number That's 11 my favorite yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch the whole evolution of anything usually. <laughs> dude, we interviewed we interviewed a fucking dude we know named Shaggy, and uh, we were fucking uh, smoking you know Wisconsin tobacco. Let's put it that way, and uh, and drinking, and uh, we also interviewed Kellen at the same time. So episode number five and number six happened back to back for us. Like yeah, yeah, and you could totally see the the let's call it the digression. 
of what was going on because when it came to Kellen after Shaggy, man, we were talking about fucking Chinese food and tacos and like yeah, it was just, we were just all yeah, crab rangoon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, crab rangoon was getting thrown around the fuck. It was just fucking yeah. Fuck, we had that one episode yeah, talking we about had... your favorite Mexican spot and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah where the best taco trucks were in the area. Yeah. Well, that's what pissed me off about the whole Trump fucking Hillary thing. Because I remember them saying that fucking Hillary, if she got elected, there'd be a taco truck in every corner. It's like, why is that a bad thing? You know, I love fucking tacos, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Finding a good taco truck is like gold sometimes. Oh, dude, we got this fucking Mexican joint where it's in a grocery store. In the back of the grocery store, they got like a fucking restaurant, you know, where it's like four oh, tables. Yeah. and yeah. yeah. Like, I imagine it's like the same out there. You know, yeah, some of them there's like certain little Hispanic markets that'll have it. It's not as common as you'd think for it being like out on the west, but there is like certain little like Mexican ones that are like Vallardas and shit that inside have like a little cafe that's all Mexican food that's cooked fresh in there every day. Fuck yeah, dude. And like the people don't even speak fucking English. You know, you gotta yeah. like fucking like uh I gotta kind of do the whole thing where I point. You know, this is what I, I don't want, even speak you know? Spanish, so I'm fucked too. You know what I mean? Like I'm I, just like <laughs> Trace Cabezas. <laughs> That's some of the best meat in the cow, man. The head the head meat. Yeah, you know what else? The lengua. If you guys have that out there, the tongue. Yeah, the tongue is weird yeah. as fuck, but it's delicious. No, it ain't bad. Creadia. You ever had Creadia? No. Don't. <laughs> it's basically it's it's it's, it's, it's bull testicles is what it is i'm i'm cool on that yeah yeah <laughs> so pre idea bad i stick with asada i know what it is yep. so is pretty good too yep the common right on. ones you know i don't venture too far out i will say i like menu though which is like not everybody likes that one but well i don't i can't do the his... tripe man I'm cool with it. The texture is weird, but I've ate, I've eaten it my whole life, so it's like it's not a big deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's the smell that gets me. It's like cooked toenails or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just ruin now it for I, you now? Now I, now I forever have that. Like I'll still eat it, but I'll picture a cooked toenail. You know, I mean? it takes a lot. It takes a lot to turn my stomach, but I'm gonna have that funny visual in my head. Well, hey, they don't call us a shit show for nothing. But, like tank's foot in a in a pot. Oh, I don't recommend that. No. Hey man, <laughs> fucking I ruined fucking strawberries for my wife because I'm like, it's the only fruit with blackheads on it. You know? How do you ruin strawberries? Strawberries are delicious. Because I told her it's the only fruit with with blackheads on it. They yes. look like blackheads. It looks well, it's like the seeds. It's their seeds on the other. Oh, I hear you. But yeah, she like delicious. now she's like, I can't eat fucking strawberries because now every time I, I'm like, it's got blackheads. I don't want to eat that. Fuck. Covered in chocolate, and then she doesn't have to look at them anymore. There you go. That's what she does, too. You know, because <laughs> Midwest, so, you know, it is what it is. You need that extra weight for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Mayonnaise, chocolate, I know you guys love, like, anything that'll pack on a couple extra winter pounds. Ranch dressing is big in Wisconsin, let me tell you. How do they do it down there in Florida, since you guys don't have to prepare for the winter? In Florida, it's a lot more chill down here, man. People... The biker scene's pretty chill because you can ride year round. So you know, I mean, when a guy, you know, guys like they'll they'll get the, a lot of their bike work and stuff done in the summertime because, like, it's just ungodly hot in the summer. Yeah, I'm starting to hit that part of the year right now where all the dudes that like all the Dyna Bros that only ride in the nice months 
of the year when it's fun to go and do wheelies on the freeway for like two or three months. They'll, they're all coming in for tires and three hole services right now. And then they'll ride for the summer and they'll park it and they'll, <laughs> it's a trip trips me out. Like the new generation of Harley guys, like it's totally cool that they all want to ride old dinos. It just sucks that they're only like stunt guys or like guys that only want to ride every now and again. Like I ride every day, which doesn't make me any better. I just like a, a bike is my life. You know what I mean? Some of these guys, they, they go and do a couple wheelies on Saturday and Sunday and then they park it all week. And then as soon as it gets below like 65 degrees, that thing's in the, in the garage for the rest of the year. Yeah. And California to me does not have a riding season. It's all year is riding season here. So, so you don't, so you're not a big fan of the unknown riders? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm, I, I can't say anything about their skills. I mean, it's cool what they can do. I can't match it, so I'm not going to speak to that, but they're. Right now, but somebody stole the George Foreman and your BMX. Oh shit! Awesome. I don't know. I've not gone outside, so I'm gonna go check this in right now. But okay. Oh my bad, bro. I just found out that no, somebody cool. <laughs> somebody robbed some shit off my patio that apparently my lady just discovered. So oh dude. Wow. Well, you know, if you got to kick somebody's fucking ass, man, we can let you now go. There's nobody out there. She, she doesn't, it must have happened overnight. Nobody noticed because it's like shit we don't touch very often, but she just noticed. So that's all that was. Oh. Well, <laughs> I no, wish I had okay. somebody's ass to kick, but it probably happened in the middle of the night. So <laughs> fucking tweakers. Yeah. Man, life's God a risk, Carnell. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, Joe, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It really has. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's pretty cool. I, I appreciate it. I'll keep listening. Yeah, man. yeah, keep listening, you know, interact, you know, make some comments yeah, and shit. We know absolutely. you know. So yeah, you know, you're 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 a, a little more elite with us. I not <laughs> lack of a better word, you know. At least well, we know I'm, we know you now, you know. Yeah. Well, we know you're a proud boy, so it's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dirty, I appreciate man. It, guys. <laughs> well, I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, thank Joe a lot here for coming on here, letting us know about his biker lifestyle. Good luck with that hang around thing you got going on. Hope that pans yeah. out. Thank you, bro. And uh, hey, everybody, remember the most dangerous part in your motorcycle is the nut that connects the seat to the handlebars. Peace. Thanks, Joe. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Have a good day, guys. Oh, yeah.